Well, super good news for me. Um, this is fantastic breaking news this week. Uh, officials at an Italian aquarium said that a baby smooth hound shark was born in a tank in which only females are kept and which might be the first documented case of asexual reproduction for the species. This is good news. I might still be able to have kids and give my parents grandchildren. And a now, call. a whole new way to watch radio. The Dennis George Show. Here's your host, Dennis George. This is super big news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> Mitch is here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hit run. Yeah. <laughs> And Sam is here. I feel like we might already need to apologize to Jesus. <laughs> uh, Debbie's here. You don't even like kids. So why is this so fantastic for you? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, probably no kids. Benny G is here. No. It's not that I don't like kids. It's just Mitch has trained me that they taste like chicken. And so I, I just... I just I love children, other people's children, all right? Because that way, when I'm done, I just be like, here, I'm done. Right, you amp them up on sugar, and then you send them home. Yeah, you give them espresso and a puppy. Right, exactly. See, so you're, you are the perfect grandparent. Like, you are, you are no, the definition no, of a good grandparent. No, are you call, no. Apologize to me, because you just called me old. No, 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 I don't mean that. I don't mean it that way. No, I didn't. Yeah, no. no I didn't. The point I mean, the point I mean on that is that grandparents are fantastically famous for winding up the kids and sending them home to their parents. Did, did your grandparents do that to you? No. Okay, neither did so mine. They're not famously famous for doing it. Clearly, listen, I, I, I get, I get that from the TV shows I watch. What TV shows? What TV they show? are true to life. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, so the aquarium in uh, I don't even I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's an Italian aquarium. Debbie probably could help me with the uh, um, pronunciation. The pronunciation. I, I, I'm not Sar- great at Italian, but I think Sardinia. it's Calagonone in Sardinia. Yeah, uh, was born in a tank in which only two male, two female. Smooth hound sharks have lived for the past decade. Are so they, they sure that they were both female, both or female? one just had you know an well, really? I wasn't there, and I didn't check it out, so it's just the news story. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I was there, if I would know what to look for. Like, I don't know. Do sharks have wangadoodles? I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. <laughs> Sounds like a shark part, right? Scientific term for it, a wangadoodle. Right. right, and that's where you come. You come to this show for scientific terms. We ah, no, you don't come to this show for that. Don't ever repeat anything. <laughs> yes, what you want, right? what we want, what we what we strive for. At least wait till our disclaimer is done, Dennis. Right, what we strive it, for right? in our show is for you to be able to say, "I heard it." On the Dennis George show. Like, we no, become the authority. No, so, what do you call it? You call it a wangadoodle? Wangadoodle, yeah. A wangadoodle and a vaggie wadgie doodly do. Right. A hoo ha and a humdinger. I can't, I can't with you. I can't. Have we, have we, do we have extensive studies on these particular types of sharks to know for a fact that they can't asexually reproduce? If Well, I don't know, Debbie. That's a good question. I mean, the story went into a little more detail and basically said that, in fact, it takes a, a, a male shark and a female shark to get together to make a baby shark. Apparently, that's the case in this type of shark. Right. Baby. I want to Debbie and I went there. Shark to do 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 do. Right. Um, so obviously it made news. So it's, you know, a pretty big deal, I guess. This is um, clearly the Jesus shark. Oh. Maybe in 20 years they finally this figured is it out. A, yeah. This is a Mary. This is a Mary deal. No, we need yes. to stop this. No. This. Stop <laughs> that before it even starts. Cease and desist. This is no Sam's on to something here. And desist. 
what's going to be happening is no, <laughs> no, all the fish in the sea are going to be following the North no. Star to the manger in order to bring gifts. Just saying. The bell doesn't work. Can know. we explain how wrong that sentence was? Well, but then, but then when there's apologize to the baby Jesus for Christmas, we're going to start having He's sushi. There. I'm just saying. How is it I drove over the line already? It makes no sense to me. You you were born. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, Dennis, before you get hit, what else you got? Well, we have got a really, really good show. So I promised you on the last show that we would do alien UFO abduction email. And so as a little treat for uh, our listeners, um, I am... I'm, we're going to focus on the emails from the non-believers. The so wait a minute, wait a have, minute. The people of non-believers. Non-believers. You've been promising the listeners for a while emails about UFOs. You've been promising me a bell for longer, and I still don't have it. That's true. Well, we're going to come good on one of those promises for this for today. Then we're going to do the UFO abduction email deal. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is. This is this is going to be a major deal. Like, here's the deal. We're all stressed as a world right now. I think we would agree. Global warming, killer hornets, wildfires, snakes in Australia. I mean, the missing plane. I mean, I think there's just a whole lot of things that we're stressed about. Wait, we're missing a plane? The, the, The Asian plane. The one that's been missing for five years? Yeah. Yeah, and they're yeah. playing Lost, the real game? Yeah, that's right. So here's the thing. We are all really stressed. Yes, Debbie? I have a question. Why is snakes in Australia a concern? They've always been there. They're going to always be there. Why, why is that a big concern? Because there was a story in the news this week about a woman who found a snake on a grocery store shelf. Yeah, and but it, she was a snake handler, and she went home and got her kit and took care of it. Well, thank God. But I'm just saying, it was a scary deal. Um, so... It wasn't even a poisonous snake that. Could oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! It's a python. Don't be scared. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? I wouldn't even look at the story. Like when the story came on the news, I flipped the channel. I didn't even want to see the snake. Wait, 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 wait! You're talking about when, when it came on CBS this morning this week because I watched yeah. that whole story. Yes, yes, I, I actually. I didn't even I, think about you changing the channel. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I don't even want to put that into my head. It so was the point. Really it was fine. No, the point of what I'm saying is we are all stressed as a society to the max. Well, I get Snakes on a plane. Every time I come on this show. Right. Right. And so here's the one thing that fixes everything, which is those only fan sites. And here we go. Only no. fans is going to take no. away. No. They're taking no. away no. from the world. OnlyFans is taking away porn. I don't know if you heard this story. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we've actually already got email about this. And it was just announced on Thursday. We haven't even talked about so it. We haven't even talked about it. We're getting email about it. So we're going to talk about the OnlyFans site and how it's going to stress out the world to the max. I'm just saying. Like, we got wildfires. We got coronavirus. Now we got the OnlyFans thing. I mean, this is some serious problems. Just saying. And then, uh, and now we're not going to have a sexual outlet. See, Sam gets it. That's right. Maybe, maybe Pornhub will give us free Mm -hmm. subscriptions again. No, the difference is these are individuals who are making money. Yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe you should make your own. Well, we have listeners who make their own. Uh, who send me invitations to go to their? I don't. I don't. I've never been to it, so I'm not sure. sure. I've read stories sure. about it. I'm not paying for it. I can get that for free if I just Google it. Um, the other thing is, we're going to talk. Debbie's got a fantastic list, um, but I'm a little nervous about it, and here's why. So I read the list, and I thought the first thing that popped in my head was, "Oh, Sam is going to be so upset with us because every single." Thing on this list, we're going to have to apologize to the country. So I think we say, okay, Debbie's got it. She says she's got it. She's going to figure it out for us. But I am, I am a little nervous about the number of countries that we're going to offend. Apologize. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be like the Olympic opening ceremonies here. Get my Turn it out. That's right. <laughs> 
Toga. Tongo? Tabanga. Taboga. Stop. I think they're all countries, actually. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you having a stroke? Do I need to call 911? <laughs> right. So, Debbie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Denny G, wrangle him in. Come on. I fine. Can't. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so we've got a really, really good show for you. Um, so we're gonna take a we're gonna take a just a short little break. Short little break. And we're gonna Dude. come back. <laughs> And we're gonna come back with some uh, some weird people. So uh, stick around. The Dennis George Show continues after this. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm not a doctor, but I trust science. And I'm told that for some reason people trust me. So here I am to say, I trust science, and I got the vaccine. If you trust me, you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again. Please. The views expressed on Dennis George Show are not our own or anyone else's. Listen at your own risk, and we cannot be held responsible for your ears burning, bleeding, or ringing or the blurred eyesight. Some things you will not be able to unhear or unsee, and for that, you are warned. Do not try anything we suggest or talk about at home, work, or in your car. A reminder, there are no rules, and our show is intended for mature audience only. Or at a minimum, those over your states or countries' legal aid of consent. Any experiments, jobs, skills, or sexual positions suggested and or recommended are for comedy purposes only and should not be tried without supervision. Or a spot. Safety word or phrase is recommended in advance of trying anything new. Any medical advice or comments that seem like medical advice should be reviewed with your own doctor. Or at least check it on Google like we did. Thank, Thank you and, and good luck. And now, back to the Dennis George Show. So it's really good that we play the disclaimer because I will tell you that I, probably not the next show, but maybe the one after that, we're going to do more listener email because that's a pretty popular segment. And I will tell you that a couple podcasts ago, we did a, a top 10 list of McDonald's stuff, and it oh. did precipitate some email from listeners who had bad McDonald's experiences. So we're going to be sharing some of those um, because I don't think people would necessarily email good McDonald's experiences. Like, I don't know that you'd be like, oh, I went to McDonald's and the fries were fantastic. I just don't. People Who just haven't don't. had a bad McDonald's experience. Yeah, I mean, well, they're everywhere. So I'm thinking, oh, Debbie. Never. I Well, first of all, I, I don't go to McDonald's as much as I used to when I was younger. But yeah, I, I never had a bad experience there. Me either. I'm, I never had one. I don't think I've had a bad I'm one. Shocked. Other than they might have forgotten to put something in the bag. Um, that would be it. Like, but, don't go through the drive-through because they in the yeah. drive-through. You've never you had cold stuff, fries. Gonna blame yourself. You never that's had true. a messed up burger. No, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, about, yeah I, I've had I've had lukewarm fries. Yeah, fries are the worst part. Burgers though, so I I. I, they're not. I usually get chicken or uh, fillet of fish. So well, I don't go often enough. Yeah, I don't either. But that's the issue. I usually it's on the road, you know, and and you know, right. I stopped with Dennis. We we stopped on our way back from wherever Chicago or wherever we were. And by the time you realize that they messed up something, you're already you know three miles down the highway. Yeah, except we ate in a parking lot. Shut up. <laughs> but, you know, it was good. It was good. It was perfect. You're totally looking for it, you know. Right. On, right. On the road. It's tasty. And yeah. Good job. The quick and dirty. What I expected. Yeah. Some weird people news. Actually, I don't think I should put Pope Francis in the weird people column. I'll just say some news. Uh, so Pope Francis this week. It, first off, let's back up. If, do any of you, you all know what foosball is, right? So I don't know that everyone who listens to us would know what foosball is. And I had a hard time trying to figure out how to explain it. So I'm going to try to explain it, but I'm going to need you all to probably chime in Laugh. at some point. I'm so right. excited. So, <laughs> Me too. Foosball is a table. It's kind of like um, I'm trying to describe this for someone who has no clue what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a game, but it's a table. And they 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 on the table are poles, and on the poles they put 
plastic men or women that look like soccer players or rugby players. You're making you, this sound insanely sexual. Actual. All right. Well, actually, when you say pole, when you say poles instead of rods, when you say poles, you think of a vertical post. So now I've got this table doesn't have edges on it at all. And a vertical post, like a flag post, is going sticking out of the top of the table, and I got people up and down this post. Right, and you turn the you turn the rod. And you kick the ball into the, into the hole. They're pole dancers. They're pole dancers. Did you throw dollars at them after you, after you turn the rods? <laughs> right. So, see, how would you describe this? Make it rain. Make it rain. Like, so someone who doesn't know about how do you describe what football is? It's a rectangular table with sides. And on each end of, on each end of this table is a little slot. And there's a little ball that rolls back and forth across the table in the eye. And one person is on one end, has, has a goal on one end, another person has a goal on the other. And the object of the game is to get the ball into the other person's goal and score a point. Amen. Now, the way you do that is across the top edge of these things is a horizontal rod that spins. Yeah. And on the yeah. horizontal rod that spins are men or little plastic pieces that spin around and knock this ball one way or the other, or both ways, actually. One is colored one color, it's yours. The other is another color, which is somebody else's, and you have the rod stick through the side of the table, and you spin those little babies around and knock the ball to the goal. It's kind of like soccer on it's a little, table soccer. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah, it's not soccer, kind of. Soccer on a on a table like Denny G just described. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely not rugby. You, you can't you can't stack yeah. these players. On top of each other. No scrums. Um, but that'd scrums. be all right. No and the ball is round. Not Players don't move. They football. just, oh, they move sideways. Yep. They move sideways yeah, and the, they spin. The but they, they don't go. This way. Yeah, the rods slide through the side of the table. So, so what out. I would like, what I would like a listener to do, if you've never seen a foosball table, don't cheat. Take what we just described. You can rewind our podcast and you can doodle it for us and see, right. email it to us. But I just want to see the image. I just yeah. want to see the mental image. I want to see the images that you all, as listeners, have painted based on our description and right. see how close we can get to what a foosball table is. Just saying. It'd be awesome. It'd be yeah. awesome. So, why are we going down this path? I'm going to tell you. So, I don't know if you know this, but Pope Francis is a big soccer fan. So, and Pope fans has received dozens of soccer jerseys and game balls during his eight years. Uh, pon, pon, pontiff? Yeah. No, Debbie, help me with that. Pontificate. Thanks. But he got a new football-themed toy on Wednesday. Uh, Pope Francis got his own foosball table. Ooh. Yeah. So, Francis played a round on the table that was presented to him at the end of his general audience by representatives of a Tuscan-based Table Football Association, Sports Toscana, Cosio Batala, and <laughs> apologize, He's Debbie, now. having a stroke. <laughs> the Pisco. That was that was horrible. Yeah, I applaud know, people, your people, effort, but that was awful. people on a podcast got to understand it. Dennis is really laughing at Debbie's face. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Her expressions. It's true. Not at the my name. Cringing, no, it's my true. cringing at his pronunciation, really. Yeah, it's so true. Just, if you don't have the visual. <laughs> the Argentine-born Pope is well-known lover of soccer, and his beloved San Lorenzo Soccer Club in Buenos Aires has long promoted the sport as a way to promote solidarity and inclusion. Especially for young people. So he's, he's a foosball fan. Slow down, Dennis. Slow okay. down. You so he's a foosball hurt. fan, which I thought yeah. was kind of interesting. And there is a picture I'll post it on our social media of the Pope playing foosball. And I got a chuckle out of that because, I don't know, it just seemed to me to be funny that the Pope in his all white, in his hat and everything, <laughs> was like playing foosball. And then I thought someone should take Does he have take his that. hat on? Yeah, someone should take the memes and start putting them in all different other sports. I thought that could be a really funny series. Uh, they could, you know, Pope Francis could be playing other stuff, you know. I'm just saying. Water polo. Huh. Well, Water it's polo. Very and... It's very fitting with the foosball because he's such a big soccer fan. Right. Yeah, it is. It's very fitting there. Right. No, it's absolutely true. I, I don't know if he would fare very well in water polo. 
His robes might weigh him down. I was about to say, especially yeah. with the robes, he'd just sink. Yeah. Maybe right. he could walk on water. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Oh. walk on water. <laughs> Unfair disadvantage. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, have any of you had cats before? Yes. yes. Cats, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we all like to play with cats, and we want to entertain them, of course. I mean, that. why wouldn't you, right? I mean, this would be... An okay thing. I mean, you want to play with cats and all that. So too much lead. Just go to the story, man. Just okay, Kenosha, Wisconsin. A, a Wisconsin woman. Of course, it's a woman. Accidentally shot her well, friend. The women. Yeah, Wisconsin woman accidentally shot her friend while using the laser sight on a handgun to play with a cat. So criminal <laughs> complaint charge uh, charged the 19-year-old woman with negligent use of a weapon. She said she was visiting the Kenosha apartment on Tuesday afternoon where a 21-year-old man had brought, brought a handgun with him. The woman who witnessed it said they had been drinking, no surprise, no. picked up the handgun, turned on the laser sight, and was pointing at the floor to get the cat to chase it, and she shot her friend. <laughs> so, but the good news is the cat was not hurt at all. So, you know, I'm just That's saying. Good handgun with a laser? Yeah, handgun Sounds with like a laser a party sight. favor. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, I always carry my handgun with a laser to every party that I attend. Right? But... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just like the standard housewarming gift. That's exactly right. Devastating news. I talked about at the top of the show. Devastating news for the internet just worldwide. OnlyFans is banning sexually explicit content starting in October. The company announced in, on Thursday. Quote, in order to ensure the long-term stability of the platform and to continue to host an inclusive community of creators and fans, we must evolve our content guidelines, the company said in a statement. Now, let me just point something out. They are going to go out of business. Yes. <laughs> Tumblr. Remember Tumblr. It's it not doing well since they've taken porn off of it. I mean, exactly how is right actually like it. getting rid of the porn, removing, like making it more inclusive? All right. You're right. actually like, you know, it's restricting people. So that's side. not inclusive. Right. So, so they did say, though, that they're going to allow creators to post nudity, quote, as long as it is consistent with our acceptable use policy. Right. I'm interested, honest, end quote. What's I'm interested to see policy? what their accepted acceptable use policy is that will yeah. that it still allows nudity but apparently it's not going to allow a lot of other things later this so, week they're going to later next yeah late soon very soon they're going to release what their new use policy is their current use policy prohibits violence of any kind lack of consent um it also bans depiction or promotion of escort services sex trafficking or prostitution uh, they're going to share more details about that. But but the Internet is just completely abuzz about this because keep in mind that in 2016, it had 130 million users paid out more than five billion dollars to its creators. I've never been. I haven't either. But it cost, it cost money to join. So the way it works, Denny G, yeah. is it's Thank a very you. much an amateur site. So amateurs. I know, I've read about it. I mean, I know what it is. So amateurs will make, I'm going to describe it for the listeners too. Amateurs will make um, videos or take photos and, uh, and you can do music, you can do art, you can do uh, short movies, uh, but it has become sexual in nature for many of it. 90% of their content is That's sexually what driven. The for. So people will Hold post, on. people will post to their own account and then you can subscribe to that account and the use the, the creator can set their own subscription rates so i could say okay for a dollar a month you have access to my material or for ten dollars a month you have access to my material bella thorne was the first person to earn a million dollars a day on OnlyFans. fans well, there's a couple that would earn like a couple hundred thousand dollars in a month so now know, oh now now there are anything really that's right now there are hundreds of thousands of people in porn right there are hundreds of thousands of people now who are making you know, tens of millions of dollars are making a, a considerable amount of money. Um, so it's this is this is a major thing. Everyone's buzzing about it on the Internet. It's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal. And to Sam's point that he mentioned earlier in 2018, Tumblr did something to its platform where it blocked 
any kind of images and video featuring any kind of adult content. And literally, that site has completely gone to nothing. I mean, they literally went from tens of millions of users and posts to just a trickle. Like I was reading a report on Friday, like 100,000 versus the 27 million they had. I mean, it's, it's it, overnight, the company's just completely crashed. Unemployment's so, definitely going to go up. Well, and that's that's a real big thing. People are, and so now a lot of these OnlyFans creators are scrambling to find a new place to house their material because it's become such a cottage industry. A lot of people are making a lot of money, um, you know, providing this kind of stuff. So, you know, I made a joke, of course, at the top of the show about, you know, we're all going to be super stressed, you know, now that we don't have a place to go for it. But that's that's just me making a joke because I don't use it. But I'm just saying. But there you don't. Right. There's a lot of creators, though. Line and look, you can find anything. There's a lot of creators, though, that are making a ton of money and they're they're real upset about it because you're you're taking away their source of income, their source of revenue. OnlyFans says they're trying to clean up their site because, you know, they want to be more attractive to financing and um, capital. They're investors uh, and, yeah. and banks and investors. And I think really what's happening is OnlyFans is positioning themselves to be sold. But what's going to happen is they're, they're going to lose all their value. And they're, World yeah. hunger is going to go up. People are going to get <laughs> hungry, people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. I think world thirst. That's a, that's a different. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not really hunger. It's thirst. Right. They thirsty. That's different. That's a different kind of hunger. There. Sorry, sorry. I was. It's confused. big news because there's you know there's there's hundreds of thousands of people who rely on this as a source of income now, and many people say that during the coronavirus, a lot of people turned to this. I mean, the site has grown exponentially over the last couple of years. Um, just it's just it just has it's just the way Take it the is. virus so yeah it's just the way it is i'm just saying i'm just saying so Where you have to it? you have till october people this spank is it. it until spank it until october yep it's gonna be a long cold hard winter <laughs> not and no that's not gonna be a hard winter <laughs> we're gonna apologize the winter i think <laughs> just saying could be a really rough winter <laughs> Just, uh, you know, talk about a dry spell, right? Some cranky people out there. So, <laughs> so many jokes. That's so many jokes. <laughs> California thought they had a drought. Oh boy. Look out. <laughs> Debbie's top 10 list is coming up next. Stick around. Find us online at DennisGeorgeShow.com. Hey there. Catch us 24 seven on social media. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Good Pods. On Alexa and Google Assist, say, play Dennis George Show podcast. If you have a question or comment, send us an email at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. Or if you're just looking for a date, if we read your question or comment on the show, we'll send you a Dennis George Show t-shirt. That's podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. We're back. So, so uh, I got a quick question. Yeah. Are we streaming this show on OnlyFans? <laughs> we're not, but we could. I think we have too much clothes on for that. <clears throat> yeah, but it could, be version, it could be a version of the show could actually make some money. <laughs> At least till October. I, I, you know, if we have Yuri on as a guest and we book him, we should definitely take that show and stream it. Uh, because I think there'd be a lot of people who would uh, choose to pay to watch that. I mean, I would pay money to see Debbie interact with Yuri. I'm not saying in a sexual way, but just the, <laughs> just to discuss. I would I would, I would I would turn over I would turn over the interviewing to Debbie completely um, because I think we would get just a fantastic show. <laughs> I don't really think that would be in your best interest. I think okay. the first question, does your mother know what you do? Right. In fact, let's call your mom. Did we say that he has <laughs> an OnlyFans? What? Uh, I don't know really? if he has an OnlyFans. He's got to. I mean, he loves stuffing his chicken. That's right. He ought to. I mean, uh, there's clearly enough people interested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the email <laughs> we get. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Debbie, top 10 list for this time. What do you got for us? It is the top 10 most overrated tourist attractions. Now, overrated. Now, All before, right. before I get into this top 10 list, 
I want to point out again, I don't create these top 10 lists, <laughs> right? I'm going to start with that. I don't create these. These so are found. Debbie at DennisGeorgeShow.com. Right. So the respective, so the, re- the respective tourism, the respective tourism bureaus don't address those to Debbie is what you're saying? No, I don't. I don't. I don't do this. Uh, they are found on the interwebs. And so this is the one that we happen to decide upon for this week. But I will tell you this. What I have decided to do is instead of focusing on the negative in this particular top 10 list, I am going to focus on the alternatives that they provide in this top 10 list for other places to go that are near or um, other particular places, uh, restaurants or sites within that particular area to visit. So we're getting alternative facts. Got yes, it. yes. So um, <clears throat> these places right, are yeah. overrated, but I'm focusing on the positive pieces. But you're going to tell us what the overrated one is and then tell us the <laughs> option. Yes, I'm going to tell you the it. overrated I, and then I'm going to I didn't think they were overrated. Yeah, I feel like you're yeah. hyping this list up and I think I'm going to be yeah, really disappointed. My you, you might be, Mitch. I don't know. I'm focusing on the positive. I think that this is something that you should actually go read because I think you would really appreciate the way this person wrote this. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I think yeah. you'd really like it. Uh, so the first one, number 10, is South Beach, Miami. So it, there were lots of not nice things said about South Beach, Miami in this, but I will say that one place uh, that they had spoken about, sorry, there are a lot of words in this one. Well, wait a minute. Before you go to the alternative, are you going to go to the alternative? Yeah. Okay, so let me say something about South Beach first, okay? So I spent Maybe, some time. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Cut me off if you need to, and I'll stop. So I would say... In in 2000, so 20 years ago, I spent a, a week in South Beach and went down there, and um, it was absolutely fantastic. So I had a really great experience. I mean, the streetscape is amazing. And I read this description, uh, and clearly it has changed. So the tourism to South Beach has clearly evolved it into something a little different. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. So that was, you said in 2000, so that was yeah. 21 years ago. Yeah. Just yeah. to put it all in perspective. Yeah, I'm just so saying. Potentially, potentially, oddly enough, in 21 years, it may have changed. I didn't find it. As it was described, <laughs> and I know I know Debbie didn't want to go too much into this, but as it was yeah, described in this, it was described as gaudy, tacky, violently drunk, the worst aspects of mass tourism, overpriced, underwhelming restaurants and bars. That's not what it was 20 years ago. See, all the things I wanted to... What, what, Sam? It's a pretty big party area. Right, and it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, and it's a a massive... (laughs) They say basically it's a massive tourist trap. And that there are a lot of overpriced restaurants. The food's not necessarily great. But they did say there is one staple that has been there and has just been there the entire time. Since 1913, in fact, and it's called Joe's Stone Crab. It's a restaurant. Oh, the food okay. is supposed to be amazing. It is a little pricey from what uh, the article stated, but they said the food is consistently. So terrific. it's worth it. Yeah. And so they had some suggested alternatives that I'm assuming are not super far away from uh, South Miami Beach. And they talked about Bill Baggs State Park in Key Biscayne uh, with the trademark lighthouse and Surrey bike rentals under shaded paths. For dining in Little Havana, they say Cali Ocho. Features some of the best and reason, mm. reasonably priced Cuban food in the world. And a personal favorite of the person who wrote this top 10 list was El Exquisito, a glorified diner pumping out ex- exemplary Cuban fare. And then they mm, said, yum. if it's a rainy day, you can check in the Wynwood Walls. It's an artist installment turned hip district with trendy shops and eclectic eateries. So there are some, some, okay. some alternative suggestions. So number nine is the Forbidden City in Beijing. And That's so, unfortunate. I really wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and I I oh. don't necessarily think that this... Um, Jenny G and I were, were talking before the show, and we think that the person that wrote this top ten list is not necessarily a, a, a historic appreciator um, and may get bored very easily with some historic things. And you can see Denny G, uh, for those of you who are watching us, has a picture of, of her, the Forbidden City. 
on his screen right now. Gorgeous. Visited. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Um, I and, recommend it. And I mean, like yeah. one thing about the Forbidden City that even though like you may not be like awe inspired by the size of it, but put it in perspective, it was built without a single nail. Oh, there is really? Not a single nail holding that thing together. That's yeah. really cool. So the timbers so that were made from the Forbidden City took had to float down the river for 10 years to get to the capital. So what do they say is the negative? Uh, well, it's American tourists who are bored by very quickly because it's not flashy enough for them. And so yeah. you don't, you, they can't appreciate the construction and the architecture, the beauty um, around the place, or the, all the carvings. Or they just that's stuff it they don't appreciate. Sounds like they need to do some research then. There's yeah. no tattoo shop. Before they go somewhere. I mean, there, well, there's no flashing lights with it, but you got to figure is that like, you know, like I said, but also like the tiles that are made from the Forbidden City, that company that made the tiles is still in business since the Forbidden City was created. They are still making the same tiles the same way they did when, cool. when it was constructed. Well, the real cool thing about these buildings, a lot of them, uh, the reason they don't fall down like in earthquakes is they're not really all just put together like Lincoln logs. Yeah. And so the, and I, don't know about, I don't know about here, but many of them, the columns aren't even anchored in the ground. They just kind of float. Mm -hmm. Oh. So they're able to to Everything give shift, off right? And the roof is, roofs are really yeah. the roofs are really heavy. They got tile up there, and so what it does is it creates a when you have an earthquake, you, you can't see this, but it creates an oscillation moment mm -hmm. between the roof and the ground, and so it keeps it from falling down. Yeah, so I don't oh. think on this one we need an alternative. Just go to the Forbidden City. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Well, and and basically the alternative is. To stay in Beijing and look at a lot of things there. Well, there's I mean, a lot of stuff in Beijing. Yeah, right? Beijing yeah. itself is a very vibrant city. So, you know. Well, the Great Wall is very close to Beijing. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so, all right. So, so basically, this top 10 list is everything we disagree with about this top 10 list. I like That's really this. what this comes down to. <laughs> yeah. So, number eight is Checkpoint Charlie in Berlin, which is the most prominent crossing point for foreigners and military personnel in the Great Wall. Uh, not the Great Wall. Well, that one was true. There's nothing in the there. Berlin Wall. Berlin Wall. Yeah. It's it's really there's nothing there's not a whole lot there to be honest with you. But there's I I personally believe in places like that there's a historical impact that hits you when you For think sure. about the the you know what really happened there. Right. What you know the the historical impact of that particular area. So I think and the that interesting thing about Checkpoint Charlie was. On the western side, it was really developed. And as soon as you cross past Checkpoint Charlie, which is where the border was, it really turns into poor country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how the, and it's, it was that, that was maybe 10 years ago, I think it was, or maybe 15 even. Yeah, they did say there's a fairly interesting museum about the walls, you know, the, the Berlin Wall's history. Um, and then they all went on to say some of the, Alternative suggestions were there were bike tours of Berlin that visit some of the walls still standing remnants, and a few of which will still have the original guard towers. Uh, also, a significant stretch of remaining wall contains more than 100 murals, many dating from the period immediately following the wall's official decommission. So That's really cool. Yeah. I don't see why this is on a list. Yeah. Again. Okay, number seven is Old Town Montreal. Um, so they're basically saying that there's really not a whole lot there. There's some old timey cobblestone streets, but there's really not a whole lot worthwhile in the area. Um, so suggested, and I've never been to Montreal, so I cannot speak to this at all. But uh, they say that Montreal is easy, easily Canada's most eclectic culinary city. So they're Ooh. traditional Nouveau French, of course, uh, French-Canadian eateries. They also have a noteworthy Jewish heritage. There is a place called Schwartz Deli that has smoked meat sandwiches. Yum. <clears throat> and they also say Montreal, this, is, this was a part I didn't even know existed. So they have something that's super unique, and it's a veritable underground city that was built in response to the city's frigid wintertime temperatures. More than 20 miles of walkways connect subway stations, office buildings, and houses, housing complexes, and much of it is lined with top-notch shopping and dining. 
During the summer, Montreal also hosts two world-class annual events, a renowned jazz festival, and the Just for Last Laugh Comedy Fest. Nice. Which I'd heard of that because I've actually seen televised um, pieces of that event. It sounds like, like a great place for. Yeah, it sounds like a great place for a foodie to go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, so number six is the Guinness Brewery in Dublin. <clears throat> Basically, they're saying it's overhyped and there's really not a lot to see when you get into the the Guinness Brewery, uh, which there's is in. Beer. It's St. James Gate Brewery in Dublin. And uh, so what's really funny to me is there was a statement made in the article that said, in fact, when the wind is blowing in the right direction, a pleasant barley and hop scent permeates much of the town, which, to be honest with you, we get here in St. Louis because yeah, otherwise it's so, the baby beer. I, yeah, it I is. occasionally will smell it from here because I'm about uh, probably about six miles away from the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that made me laugh just because I've and, smelled that before. And, and can I just say, if you're going to travel to another country, I don't think that visiting a brewery that is nationally known, like internationally known, actually, sorry, like Guinness, like, I mean, if, if I was going over to, you know, to Dublin, I would not go to the Guinness brewery. I know that there are a lot, probably a lot more microbrews out there. Wait for that, it. That Wait could, have, you can go see. All right. The same <laughs> yeah. way as if people are coming to the United States, I don't, I, I wouldn't be like, Go to her Budweiser. No. But if you love Guinness, then you should go check it out. Yeah. That's, I mean, I love yeah, I don't knock I would, it. I, I went would love to, to go, the, yeah. You want to see where it's made? Rico, when yeah. I went to Puerto Rico, I went to the Bacardi factory and I yeah. toured the Bacardi factory. Yeah. I got a fantastic private tour from some big dog at the Bacardi factory. So it was amazing and I loved it. Yeah. Three samples? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, the the suggested alternatives are there are plenty of smaller, newer breweries in Dublin that offer tours and tastings that are more intriguing and less expensive because apparently you have to pay for the tour. Uh, so one is, here you go, Mitch, take notes. One is Five Lamps. It's an Irish up-and-comer. And if you want to drink somewhere truly historic, stop by Ireland's oldest pub, Brazen Head, which has been operating since 1198. Oh, I love this. That'd be, I mean, that'd be so much more fun than, you know, going to, I'm sorry, that's just me. Yeah. It was. It's it's a very, and again, this is like the top 10 tourist trap. So it makes sense that the Guinness Brewery, which obviously is internationally a tourist trap. trap. Yeah. Yeah, I won't go into the whole description of the the tourist shop because it's pretty funny. That I will say is pretty funny. Number five is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So they say, to put it as kindly as possible, there's really nothing else there besides the Leaning Tower of Pisa. There's really you nothing. You get to take those photo opportunities, for? right? I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's really nothing. Yeah, hold they a finger, finger, finger holding the tower up, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. and the, the statement that they made was, People don't pose for marginally amusing photos featuring the Leaning Tower of Pisa because they're actually funny. They pose for photos featuring the Leaning Tower of Pisa because there is absolutely nothing else to do in Pisa besides look at a 14th century bell tower with a four degree tilt. So like I said, we're going to focus on the positive. I mean, again, the, like what did you think was going to be right. like a, a roller coaster? I mean, like. You'd be more pissed off if there were like, you know, 10,000, you know, tourist trap shops set up around the Leaning Tower piece. You're like, oh, my gosh, they're taking away from the beauty of the Leaning Tower. Oh, my God. There's 40 different shops with the same T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. The same plastic model. Right. <laughs> so they their alternatives are there are day trips available from Florence and for starters, wine tours abound since Florence is in the heart of well, the Bonafile, Tuscany. Another yeah. option is Cinque Terre, a historic five-village cliffside coastal area. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. So number four is uh, Times Square in New York City. Well, yeah, we just got to go. <laughs> and yeah, I won't go through the negatives because it's really not uh, 
it's not worth going through that. Uh, but the alternatives are anything else with the possible exception of Little Italy, which is the first time I've ever heard anything negative about Little Italy in New York. Just putting that out there. And uh, they talk about the Museum of the City of New York shows how Manhattan grew from its southern tip up. And the Museum of Chinese America or Chinese in America is a great jumping off point to explore Manhattan's last authentic ethnic neighborhood. Chinatown, while the New York Transit Museum is fittingly housed in an abandoned subway station in downtown Brooklyn. So you know they don't mention the uh, world they don't mention the memorial, the 9-11 memorial, which was they really don't. They don't. And that would in. yeah, that would be something that I personally would would yeah, make sure to for sure. Try and see. Yeah, you know, get the Russian tea room there, which is kind of unique. It's really old. That would be awesome. I would love yeah, to. I mean, places. go to Brighton Beach, which is, you know, a great Russian population out there. And then, I mean, I when I was there, the Museum of Modern Art had free admission on Friday. Hmm. They probably so do a day of free admission uh, still, but obviously we'd have to look up and see. But yeah, there, there's a lot to do in New York, so... Yeah, you can skip Times Square. I mean, you could stop by there for a quick minute, but then you still got to go to just say you've been there. You just walk through it is all you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just walk through Rockefeller like, Center. You know, yeah. I I never feel the need Look to at go the Christmas to, tree. to Times Square. I never feel the need to do that. I just don't. There are so many other places in. I'd prefer to go to. I would like to do it New Year's Eve. That'd be oh. fun. Oh God, no! No! Oh. God, no. I don't want to be out there. I want to be in a hotel near there so I can see it happen oh. and party in my room. I'm good with a like hotel one. suite with windows overlooking it. Yeah. For 5000 a night? I'm not. That's fine. I'm not peeing in a diaper for 5000 a night. No problem. Not going to sad astronaut it? Nope. Well, the ho- holiday season, though, in that area, they've got a lot of nice window dressing. Sure. I mean, it's really, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the window displays are supposed to be amazing. Right. All right. Number three is the London Eye in London, and that's the big uh, Ferris wheel. It's not actually a Ferris wheel, but it's the big wheel that they they actually created. Um, <laughs> I really, Mitch, you really need to read this because they have this discussion, this proposed discussion of how they think it went down, and you get a big kick out of that to be 100%. Well, Debbie, let's read it. I'll be official no, number one. No, 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 no let's do it because I think our listeners will enjoy it. I'll be official number one, and you do official number two. Oh, let's do it the other way around, because number <laughs> official number two swears. So you be official number one. Okay, so, so I'm city official number one. We're a world-class city and need to do something to mark the millennium. Any ideas? Um, How about a big fucking Ferris wheel? Done and done. Here's 70 million pounds. Go ruin the Big Ben Westminster Abbey skyline view while you're at it. So, anyways, they put it. They opened it December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Um, and uh, anyways, uh, we'll move on because we'll skip the Ferris wheel and go below street level instead to the Churchill War Room, which is where Churchill they uh, housed the underground nerve center during World War Two. And so, if you've ever seen any of the Churchill movies where he's in the underground section in London during all of the big stuff. Uh, Dunkirk was one of the things that actually happened while he was in that underground uh, little bunker. That's all in the Churchill Museum. Um, there are so many places to go to in London, and it's so accessible via their metro. I can't speak highly enough of it because mm-hmm. I've been there twice, and I absolutely love it. It is a fantastic place to visit. It's a great place to go have Indian food. Oh, yes. Yeah. If you go to the right places, their food is amazing. Yes, right. it's wonderful Indian food. Um, we actually um, have been to a, a Indian place. It was wonderful. Some of the best I've ever had. Good stuff. Okay, so number two, because I know I'm probably going way over time here. Surprised I haven't gotten a little poke from Dennis yet. Uh, number two is the Blue Mosque in Istanbul. Um, so <laughs> this is awful, but this is what the article says. Oh, huh. It's just a big carpeted room with Middle Eastern-esque painted walls, <laughs> some of which are blue. Um, so again, I 
feel as though the author of this top 10 list didn't necessarily appreciate a lot of architectural and historical things. Yeah, like the mosaics of the Blue Mosque, like the artistry that went into it and just how like nicely it accentuates the Hagia Sophia. Again, I just don't think the author truly appreciates that type of stuff. I want to apologize to these countries for the author. Yeah, they didn't do their research before they decided to go to any of these places. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Debbie. Well, again, I just don't think he appreciates that stuff. Right. So uh, they suggested alternatives are the nearby Haga- Hagia Sophia, the Spice Market, which I've heard of and would di- just die to go to being a cook like I am. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that that's, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, I'd go see the Blue Mosque too, let's be honest. All right, and then number one. Are y'all ready for this? Drum yes. roll, please. Oh, can I, I think I know what city it's in. Ooh, what do you think? <laughs> I'm guessing like just Paris. <gasps> the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Okay. Number one was what? the Eiffel Tower. And yeah. I, again, and I don't agree with disagree. that. Yeah, again, I, I'm going to focus on the alternatives. I, I think the uh, Eiffel Tower is an amazing structure. And uh, part of the complaint was they referenced multiple times in their complaints area of this the wait time and the cost to have to go and I, i'm just experience. like it's so, kind of a one in a life once in a lifetime sort of thing like, i would think it would you know when i went to paris like i found this touring company i think it's called euro trips you can and and they will give you a guided tour of all these places i think like you know for the eiffel tower at night it was like you know 20 bucks a person <laughs> if you paid 35 dollars a person you got they got you skipping the lines. All right. But I mean, the thing about the lines in these places is that actually the French do a good job of not having the place itself get overcrowded. So you, yeah, you have to wait in line to get to the top of the Eiffel tower. But when you get there, it's not overcrowded. Go All right. You are not crammed in there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I don't necessarily agree with the, not your list. Thank you, Sam. All right. Uh, so the suggested alternatives are the Musée Picasso Paris is among the finest collections of the Spanish of Picasso's extensive works. Um, and then it, they said it's more digestible and less crowded than the Louvre and offers far better views than the Eiffel Tower. And that's it. That's the list. I think one of the over underlying t- themes of all of these comments that the author made was that a lot of these places have turned into uh, just completely souvenir trashed tourist traps, the surrounding areas around these types of things. So the comment that the, the writer kept referring to was tourist traps and gaudiness, as opposed to taking a look at the Eiffel Tower as for what it was, they focused on things like the neighborhood. And, and why wasn't you know, it like just, pizza pizza on the list? All right, I'm so I mean, just, you want to talk about tourist traps? Like the Mexican government let the the peddlers into the Chichen Itza sites. So, like, you are walking around the site of Chichen Itza, and you have somebody literally following you, telling telling you that you know, hey, want to buy this? Want to buy this? Or calling you out, trying to get your attention. Yeah, so I think that's sure. what what happened was it just talking about how these places have evolved because several of these places I've been to a while ago, and they were not like they were described now. Like they've evolved into something that's much different. The surroundings have evolved into something. That's well, different. but I will say even their description of the places are, are yeah, yeah. very negative. So this, this top 10 list, again, I didn't want to focus on the negative. I wanted to focus on some of the alternatives. So yeah. for those of us who would still appreciate the places that are being called out here, we could also appreciate the suggested alternatives as well. Yeah. If you have the option to go to any of these places, you should still do it because it's the experience yeah. itself. Do all of it. Do all of it. Don't just pick one like thing. What Karen wrote that article? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Debbie. Let's move on. This this segment has become a bit <laughs> just kind of blah. That was awesome. Blah? I'm well, sorry. I'm glad that that was your opinion and your, your, to, let me your voice and your opinion. Let me think. Let me finish. <laughs> Thanks to the author who wrote it. You know, it's not very positive, is what I was saying. So recovery. Yeah. Nice yeah, recovery. Yes. Really what you said. No, I wasn't recovering. I'm just telling you that's what it is. It's just okay. know, the author made it 
Yucky. We're going to apologize to Debbie again. No, 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 no. This was had nothing to do with Debbie. She, so, she didn't write the list. She didn't write the list. She didn't write the list. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Right, go to we, the break. We got listener email coming up. Yeah, next. we're going to do some listener email. Stick around. We'll be right, right back. God. The Dennis George Show continues after this. Check out our YouTube channel. It's a whole new way to watch radio where you can find each episode of our show. Just search Dennis George Show. Like us and subscribe. See you there. Hey, this is Mitch from the Dennis George Show. If you have a question, comment, new sexual position, things I should do with Dennis's mom or looking for a date or even looking for a date with Dennis's mom, send us an email at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. If we read your question or comment on the air, we'll send you a t-shirt. That's podcast at DennisGeorgeShow.com. And now, back to the show. So all these listeners who've been writing us, and of course, the UFO show is a pretty particular popularity within a fair number of you who like to tell us your UFO stories. Um, and of course, everyone seems to be somewhat fascinated by the UFO world and uh, are aliens really out there? Uh, and certainly, we've talked about abduction and abduction stories um and we invited our listeners to write in their abduction stories and i have cherry picked out uh some emails from people who don't necessarily believe in the abduction stories and have different theories about them so i thought i'd read some of those emails uh which are kind of we've all because we've already heard all the probing emails i've read quite a few of those so i thought i'd read the other side of the equation because uh, I thought those are kind of interesting. Susan from North Dakota writes, quote, I find it interesting that studies suggest that those who have been abducted and anal probed have a sense that they have been chosen. I'm not sure that I'd want to be chosen. That's what she wrote. <laughs> well, I mean, well, after being anal Right, I guess. She quotes a study from the Iowa Journal of Cultural Studies that said that in 1989, Thomas Bullard conducted a study comparing abduction narratives to folk tales. He found that abduction narratives like initiations, uh, narratives of supernatural kidnap and visits to the other world contain eight episodes. In other words, eight elements of this, which would be capture, examination, conference. Check. Check tour, Check. outwardly journey, uh, theophony, which is an encounter with a divine theophany. being. Thank you. Theophany. Which is an, an encounter with a divine being, return, uh -huh. and the aftermath. And like those initiatives, many abductees also report having ap apocalyptic visions and receiving messages about how to save the world from imminent disaster. So. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, he also addresses the religious aspects of abduction narratives. Quote, the stories of abductees have a religious element since some believe they are special, that they have been given a chosen status to deliver messages, prophecies, and warnings from aliens to other human beings. If you were probed, you would feel special too. I mean, if, yeah, I'm with Sam. If you were probed, you need something to fill the void. All right. Right. Some sort of explanation. Right? Maybe Jesus was abducted. Right. <laughs> Mark from Ontario, Canada writes and reports that a Roper poll found that 2% of Americans are being abducted regularly. That's interesting. It doesn't make it, sense. It doesn't, but I'm just quoting this what Mark the same two percent all the time because after I know it's like a few how, years how, ago, how, everybody regularly. Right, right. But after I've been abducted a couple of times, I think we'd be dating. I'm just saying. I don't know that I'd call it an abduction anymore. I think I'd start calling it a relationship. So you like the probing? No, I'm just saying. If I'm going <laughs> multiple times, I mean, after the first date, if we've already kissed, maybe I you think don't have a choice. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sorry. Probing and kissing are two totally different things. <laughs> That's true. Different ends of the stick. Right. You're right. Again, I'm going to need a, a, a you know a menu of items here to try to describe what's going on. Um, France, <laughs> Francie. What, what the hell did you just say? 
nothing. It's fine. Francie from Kissimmee, Florida writes, I have been trying for years to be abducted and probed by aliens. If you can provide if you can provide any tips. Yeah, she, if you can provide any tips, please let me know. Only fans. That's my only <laughs> advice. Right. I, I, yeah, if an alien has an OnlyFans account, that'd be fantastic. Quit trying. Quit right. trying, honey. Right, quit trying. Uh, happen. It's like love, right? Jordan Smith. It's not there. Right. Jordan Smith from the UAE shared this quote. Uh, quote, there's a better chance of you getting hit over the head by one of Santa's reindeer than you being abducted, says Phillips Klaus, a retired senior editor and now contributing editor at Aviation Week and Space Technology Magazine. Quote, I will say, slightly tongue-in-cheek, that there's better evidence of existence of mermaids and Irish leprechaun. I'd like to see his data. Yeah, me too. Mr. Klaus, who lives, Mr. Klaus, who lives in Washington, says that he tried to verify UFO cases for nearly 30 years and has not found a credible one. In his 1989 book, quote, UFO Abductions, A Dangerous Game, Mr. Klaus contended that people who believe that they've been abducted by aliens need treatment by qualified psychotherapists, not UFO cult gurus. Robert Baker, a retired professor of psychology at the University of Kentucky, of course, Kentucky, has written divisively about abduction stories. He says some are simply fabrications or the recounting of stories gleaned from books or movies, while others are product of psychological disorders. Those two guys are obviously aliens. Right. They're clearly aliens trying to distract us from what's going on. And what do you have against Kentucky? Let's talk about that. Not me. I'm telling you what the what they wrote. It's it's a valid thing. Yeah, no, but the way you said, of course, Kentucky. (laughs) I like Kentucky. I've stayed there a few times. I like Kentucky. Kentucky bourbon. It's worse than Nashville. That's Tennessee. I don't know. Anyway, so in between the lakes, <laughs> right? Kentucky's fine. Fried chicken came Beautiful from there. Areas. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry. Did you just say fried chicken <laughs> yes, came from did. there? Yes, he did. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Debbie, he's your friend right now. It's fine. No, you knew him first. <laughs> Pass. Nose goes. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so those of you that are uh, non-believers, you got your little time in the sun. So you know that relieves that. That pressure, from, that pressure from the email that we're not giving equal time to the non-believers who've written. <laughs> Our show has no rules. That's true. Oh, amen to that. Anyway, that's the show. That's the show for this week. Sam has uh, a list. I don't think the list actually turned out to be that long. I don't know. We'll have to see what it is. Five minutes later. About that. Right. Uh, right. We're gonna apologize to sharks for having small willies. Um, that was you, Mitch. Mitch, uh, we're gonna apologize the chicken. Uh, not yeah, children and chicken. That would be you again, Mitch. Um, I said I love children, other people's children. Dennis said he likes them with lots of butter. We're gonna apologize to Mitch for Dennis calling him old. I did not call him old. Yes, you did. Really, listen to the show. Uh, we're gonna apologize to the baby Jesus. We're gonna apologize to McDonald's. We're sorry. Uh, foosball, we butchered you. Um, we, we made you a stripper pole. We did everything with you. Send in uh, those drawings. We're going to apologize to working men and women that use a pole. Um, we're going to apologize to Italy. We butchered so many cities there. Uh, Let's look at this. We didn't. Dennis, Dennis did. Dennis did. Fine. I take responsibility. It's fine. Pope Francis, we're, we're sorry. Um, Women with cats, we're going to apologize because Dennis was like, of course it was a woman or it was Mitch somebody. Oh, it was me. It was me. It me. I stay away from the woman stuff. Only fans members, we're very sorry that they're taking away your porn. We're sorry for your loss. It's like Pornhub, Xtube. There's plenty of other things that you can look at. Debbie, we're sorry that you had to go through this show and and hear (laughs) all of this. Your, Your poor ears. Uh, also, all the 10 cities that were on the, the, the top 10 list, and we definitely have to apologize to Kentucky. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. I didn't have no, to start it's only because he didn't list column. all 10 cities. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't list the countries. Easier right. to do all of it. 
I tried to stay on the positive side, but Dennis took me down the dark path a couple times. I was yeah. trying. We did now good. you see how we get going down that road where you need that buzzer. I use the buzzer and you guys ignore me now. I, I know. Oh. It's the same thing. All right. It's Dennis is taking us down that. He's, he's no. the evil Lord Palpatine. I'm not right? evil. No, no, no. I do no, think no. we should also apologize to aliens because you do exist. Ooh, yeah. That's probably true. And I don't want please, to be zapped. You don't want anything to do with us. I don't and want to be zapped. Please probe that woman and kiss me, Florida. Just probe her. <laughs> Take right. one for the team and probe her. Probe her. She's willing. Go get her. Nice. <laughs> well, that's it for this installment. We will see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in YouTube and everywhere. Right, Debbie? Everywhere. Everywhere. Fans. <laughs> See you later. Join us again next time Bye. for another edition of the Dennis George Show. Thanks for watching.